I don't know who they are, but people are shooting in broad daylight. And they're scared to check their mailboxes. And they've been in those neighborhoods, man, or in those homes for 40, 50 years. And when you're afraid to check your mailbox, and you're a senior citizen, and kids are outside, right? They need help. Chip on my shoulder. Let me ask you a question, if you could talk about it, the sworn-in process. <laughs> Tell us, if you can, about the legal challenges of that. The truth? Yeah. So what happened was, and I'm pretty sure, you know, if you're in this area, everybody heard about it. Um, it was all over the news uh, for months now. Uh, you know, for a while I couldn't talk about it. This is what I will share. So what happened was uh, we ran. It was five people running for the seat that uh, I was running for. I knew most of them. We, we all cool, never had any issues. Uh, yeah, so a week before the election, the man that had the seat for 20 plus years, Mr. Thomas Lowry, he dies. He was the incumbent, which has never happened in the state of South Carolina, where the incumbent dies right before the election. And now, even if uh, by law, if there's a local election and uh, there is an appeal, the person that had the seat prior to gets to keep the seat until the appeals are over. Gotcha. So he dies, right? And so what happened was uh, myself and the other young man, uh, Mr. Brown, we were the top two uh, in numbers, votes, and we had a runoff. I won the runoff by 65%. The other young man that had the least amount of votes started appealing, right? So when he appealed, uh, I won't get into all that, but he appealed the whole election, right? And when he appealed, he lost on the local level. He took it to the uh, state level. He lost it on that, that level. He appealed it. He lost it again. Then he filed for the state Supreme Court. He lost it there. He appealed that one. Then he lost it there. And then he took it to the federal Supreme Court. Yeah. And he lost it then. So what it happened? It just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. So nine months in, uh, after I won, nine months in, after I won, uh, he appealed five or six times. And because nobody had to see that uh, position was vacant and nothing could be done right so uh i had to wait it out and you know by law you can appeal it but you know we wasted nine months and uh you know i don't have any problems with him uh i knew him somewhat prior to and you know that's your right as a citizen um but you know my goal was always the people that voted for me and that's still supporting me now. It was about trying to keep my word. You ain't gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it for you. Sound he had light skin moments. 
<laughs> I was already thinking it. <laughs> well, I mean, you ain't going to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Well, that sounds like a lot of hate. You doing all that appeal. I'm like, bro, well, it ain't meant to be, but thank God you did. When it got you to got the it. federal Supreme Court and they kicked it out, um, that was the last step. Yeah. And so, you know, when a person appeals something, they he kept losing because they couldn't find any grounds for the appeal. Yeah, yeah. So, uh well, he, he was trying to do like a Trump th thing. It was rigged. You, you can't well, you can't say it, but that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm not I'm not really sure. He and I haven't talked. Um, all I knew was on my end, even until today, you can go back and check a year ago. Um, that wasn't my focus. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was uh, the people when they reached out to me about running, and um, they supported. They came out. They voted. And the things that I told them I was going to do, you going to do. That's what I've already started to do as of. And see, that's how God works, man. In, when, when, he, when he know your heart and he know you serious yeah. and you about the people. Yeah. Nothing they can do out there is going to change that. It's meant for you. You're right. It's meant for you. You're right. So, you know, even now uh, we had to hit the ground running. After I got sworn in, uh, last, well, this month, after I got sworn in, we had to hit the ground running, man. Yeah. We got. Every every moment counts. Yeah. So we've been working already. Uh, I met with law enforcement already to try to get the area cleaned up on one side of my ward. Um, there's a lot of dilapidated abandoned houses. This episode is sponsored by Goings Law Firm. If you or your family member needs a real deal lawyer who knows how to fight hard in court, call Robert Goings and his team at the Goings Law Firm. They handle car wrecks, trucking accidents, workers comp, and serious injury or death cases. If you want the best, you got to hire the best. Robert Goins and his law firm team know how to win and get you the money you deserve. Goins Law Firm is located at 1510 Calhoun Street, Columbia, South Carolina. Again, 1510 Calhoun Street, Columbia, South Carolina. Train so hard university, where it's just not a movement, it's a lifestyle. You can contact myself, Excalibur Miller, on Facebook, on my Instagram, The Miller Experience, or you can contact my brother, T. Miller, on Facebook, or on Instagram, Prodigal Son 36 if you're interested in being a sponsor for Shop Talk or the Miller Experience, you can contact myself, Ernest Miller, at 803-565-9752. Or you can hit me up on my email at eaenestmiller83 at gmail.com. You can also make contact with my producer, Victor Wesley of Vic West Production. His telephone number is 803-225-0021. Also, his email address is vicwestp at gmail.com. You're in Ward 1, right? Ward 1. Now, I'm just, I'm new to the area. What, what area is Ward 1? So it's weird, right? But you wouldn't think about it this way. It's the north side of Sumter. Okay. So it starts behind Mars College. Okay. It comes to Broad Street, Dairy Cream, Bundy Auto Sales. Yeah. It goes all the way down to Shaw Air Force Base. So you, I'm in your ward, man. Yeah, okay. I'm it goes on the right side of the yeah. shop. Yeah. It goes. Remember when I told you on my interview? Yeah. When we used to call ourselves North Side? Yeah. That's why. Okay. See what I'm I saying? Got you. Yeah, yeah. Shaw and yeah. Broad got Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it goes yeah. all the way down to Shaw, but then Shoney's, uh, Dillon Park, all the way to 521, uh, almost to Stanley Livestock yeah. Road. Yeah, that's exactly, yep. That's uh, my area. All, yep. of, all mm -hmm. of that is considered Ward 1 because it was rezoned during the pandemic. So they changed the lines and then everything shifted. Now, I, I've been on this side of town since 2006 after I got married. 
So I've been on in the war one area or vicinity for the last 17 years. So uh, one side of my ward is close to the base, which is where you live and I live. But the other side is behind Mars College. That's Gamecock, that's Carolina, that's Highland and everything else. And the people over there and uh, also in my area, there were some things they wanted to see done. The man that passed away was sick for two and a half years with terminal cancer. So nothing was done in my area in over three and a half years. So they were complaining. There were things that they wanted to see done. And so now we got to grind. We got we to make every moment count, try to get these people the help they need. And, you know, I'm not big on talking about what I do, but let my work do there my talking. Go. Right? There you go. Yep. So, yes, so right now uh, we already got it approved that 12 abandoned, dilapidated blight homes will already be knocked down. Uh, working with law enforcement, man, to help clean up some areas. You know, uh, the, young, the older people are afraid to come outside because, you know, I don't know who they are, but people are shooting in broad daylight. And they're scared to check their mailboxes. And they've been in those neighborhoods, man, or in those homes for 40, 50 years. And when you're afraid to check your mailbox, and you're a senior citizen, yeah. and kids are outside, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. They need help. Yeah. And so when they start coming to us about those issues, you got to think, if that's my grandparent, if that's my child, what type of neighborhood would I want them to be in? And then you work toward... You, oh, you, trust you, me, we was in the process of moving here. That's there. what we was, yeah, that was <laughs> the first thing. You from there, man. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to have a quality of life. And everybody wants peace in their neighborhood. Nobody want to wake up and you're nervous about what's going to happen. That's the goal. I got another question to ask you for Fred, get to the questions he want to ask you. Uh -huh. How do you balance faith and politics? The truth, my faith leads my politics, right? Uh, I don't, I'm not a person that uh, I have to shove the Bible down your throat to get my job done. My faith and my conviction actually leads me into politics because I'm going to strive to be fair, strive to do right by people. And ultimately, I want, I always ask myself, if this was me, how would I want to be handled? How would I want to be treated? I strive to live my life from that place, right? So um, everything I do, man, is my, my faith is in everything I do as it relates to people, right? Try to be fair, try my best to do right by people. I don't always get it right, you know, we're human. But the politics, you know, I know what people hear about politics and I know the ugly side of it, right? But if we don't show up to the table, nothing changes. So I gotta be the change that I want to see. That's why I say the reason why I went in law enforcement. I got to yep. be the change, right? I can sit back and say, ain't nobody no good, everybody's terrible, and just kind of put everybody in the box. But that's not everybody. There's good people in everything you do. There's bad people in everything you do. But you can sit back and complain, but you got to be the change. And sometimes people won't believe you at first, but then they got to see it. And then when they see it, then they'll catch on but my faith is laced in everything I do.
I can't help it. It's just kind of how I'm wired now. So uh, when I meet with people, it's not about a vote. It's about what's really going on. How can we help? If I can help, or if it's not my area, can I lead you to the right person to get you the help you need? So I've been doing that, you know, forever. And it's about serving people. That's the goal. To be continued. You know this is a different so make sure you check out the next episode. And also you make sure you like, subscribe, and comment on my YouTube channel, The Middle Experience. And now we also on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Make sure you download. Peace. Sweat, bring it back a full course meal, keep the table set, step in my belief, I'm expressing